You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got it. Touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Broncos country, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Broncos, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your host, Cody Rourke, and tonight's episode is brought to you by Draft. Now, it is Draft Wednesday over here at Locked On Broncos, and here a little bit later on in the show, I'm going to tell you how you, the listener at home, can get involved with all the fun things we have going on at the Locked On Podcast Network with Draft, and how you can be in a daily or weekly contest with Locked On Broncos as well for the NFL season as well as the NBA season. We'll talk about that draft coming up here a little bit later on the show. But tonight, we're going to talk about uh, the practice report for the Denver Broncos today. You know, Broncos returned back to a physical contact practice today. We're going to tell you who sat out of practice and who's injured and uh, who's questionable for the game and who fully participated. You know, Denver Broncos are banged up in some areas. Obviously, the big news on the injury front for the Broncos is looking at Derek Wolf being shut down for the rest of the year due to that neck injury. Now he's going to seek some options and obviously go through the recovery process during the offseason. But there have been some speculations around the NFL that Derek Wolf, his injury may be severe enough to where he may have to retire. Now, that is something that would be drastically uh, negatively, you know, on the Broncos. But more importantly, uh, you know, when you look at Derek Wolf's health. I think that's the most important thing you have to kind of key in on, especially with the nature of the National Football League and where he's at now. Obviously, married, has a family, so obviously his career uh, as a football player is important, but his, his overall health as a man and human being is more important. So we're pulling for you, Derek. We're going to cover the injury report in just a few moments, and also in our second segment tonight here on Lockdown Broncos, we're going to listen to John Elway's interview, his comments that he made to Dave Logan on the Dave Logan show yesterday regarding how the Denver Broncos season has gone and he coined the key phrase I'm embarrassed now we're going to listen to the comments here on the second segment of tonight's show and then we're going to break it down we're going to break what he what he meant down and we're going to analyze it process it and then obviously we're going to factor it into Twitter as well so be sure to follow Lockdown Broncos on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos as well as myself at Cody Work NFL. So let's get started with the show. So uh, before I get to all that, I'd like to take the time to tell you guys to check out Matt Williamson's Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, Matt, he covers the latest angles and takes from a professional perspective across the National Football League. So head on over to Locked On NFL and subscribe today to hear the latest and greatest from Matt Williamson, giving you the daily product of the National Football League over here. So diving right into it, you know, the practice report for the Denver Broncos. Now, for both teams, the Jets and the Denver Broncos, they've obviously been battling injuries throughout the entire season. So we're going to cover the Denver Broncos side of things because it's quite extensive compared to other things. So Jamal Charles running back, non-injury related. It's a veteran's day off. He did not participate today. Joseph Jones injured his Achilles ankle type player on special teams play against the Miami Dolphins. He did not participate today. Ron Leary, once again, that back injury continues to linger 
anger for Ron Leary and is hurting the Denver Broncos on the offensive line. Now, I, I was really worried a little bit. Now, going into the Miami game, knowing that Ron Leary was going to be out, you're, you're down a right tackle. You had to have, obviously, Alan Barber there. They didn't really do that with Alan Barber. Alan Barber did not start at right tackle. Instead, they had Connor McGovern and Donald Stevenson uh, as guys who played on the right side of the you know line. And, and unfortunately for the Denver Broncos, they didn't really do too bad, but they didn't really do too good. Now, Trevor Simeon didn't get sacked a lot. Uh, he held on to the ball quite a bit. Now, I think overall, going forward, the Denver Broncos offensive line is what it is. We were pretty much week 15 in the NFL heading into that portion 15 weeks in. The Denver Broncos there's really nothing more you can really ask for for the Broncos at this point on the offensive line. It's not going to get any better. The only way it's going to get better is is reloading in the offseason. Obviously, in the draft, maybe stacking up on some young talent in the, in the NFL draft in 2018 that up here in April. But I think the point is the Denver Broncos need experience on the offensive line. Now, Garrett Bowles has done a phenomenal job. He's growing. He's learning. And, and that excites me about him. But obviously, Ron Leary not participating for the uh, fifth straight practice with a with a back injury is kind of a concerning news for the Denver Broncos. He may be shut down here shortly, or he may be back next week. But right now, a DNP on a Wednesday does not look like it's going to bode well for his game status for Sunday. And obviously, Paxton Lynch is out. He's already out of practice and out of the games for the next couple of weeks. Domitop Peco Sr. is dealing with an MCL injury now. We talked about it last week. Domitopeco's streak of starting games was ended as long, alongside Eli Manning's streak that he had. But uh, Domitopeco's knees banged up, and you know it's it's an MCL, so those things can take anywhere between 30 days to uh, three months. So overall. The Broncos are hurting, but you know I was very imp- uh, impressed and pleased with Shelby Harris stepping in in Miami. Now he's going to get a lot more action. Tyreek Jarrett is another guy that's going to get some action with both Domitop Peco and Derek Wolf being out. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders kind of re-aggravated his ankle a little bit in Sunday's game against Miami. Only caught two passes. He's going to be limited this week. He did not participate on Wednesday. He'll probably be limited tomorrow on Thursday, and he'll probably be a full go on Friday. Other than that, Todd Davis as well, still battling an ankle injury. It's kind of been hindering him over the last course of the five weeks that the Broncos have been struggling defensively. Uh, Todd Davis once again limited. D'Angelo Henderson, uh, usually a guy who... uh, you know, is never really on the practice report for an injury. He did not, he was limited today, but it said it wasn't injury related. So maybe he had something go, going on and maybe he came to practice late. I'm not sure. We'll try to find out a little bit more about that and update you over at the Twitter feed at Lockdown Broncos. Zach Kerr, toe injury. He was a full participant alongside Shane Ray, who had a wrist injury still working his way back and trying to get things going. Uh, on the New York Jets side, Terrence Brooks, safety for the New York Jets, did not participate. Veterans Day off alongside Bruce Carter. Matt Forte with a knee injury did not participate in practice today. So those were the only three DNPs for the New York Jets. And Matt Forte, obviously, coming off a knee injury last year, they're going to give him some days off. They're going to ease him in. But obviously, they have a guy by the name of Bilal Powell who can also back up Matt Forte. And the Broncos are going to see a lot of him. And obviously, Robbie Anderson, like I said, on some jet sweeps, they're going to see a lot of that. Tomorrow, we're going to dive into our full game 
preview. The Broncos versus the Jets depth chart, offense versus defense, defense versus offense, vice versa. We're going to analyze the matchup. But uh, cornerback Justin Burris was limited with a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. He'll probably be ready to go by Sunday alongside Brian Winters, who has an abdomen and an ankle injury. He was limited. He'll probably be limited tomorrow and then a full participant on Friday. Robbie Anderson, wide receiver, a guy they want to use in the Jets sweep, bothered by a hamstring injury. He was a full go today in practice alongside James Carpenter, Xavier Cooper. Cooper, Jermaine Curse, and Bilal Powell. They're all fully participated, and they're probable to play this weekend against the Denver Broncos, and the Denver Broncos have a lot of question marks. Jamal Charles, obviously not injury-related. He'll be ready to go. Joseph Jones, a guy who contributed on special teams, not sure if he'll be able to go. We'll have to take a look and see about that, but the big concern, the big question mark that we're looking at is obviously Ron Leary on the offensive line. Now we're going to probably see a lot more Connor McGovern in the absence of Ron Leary, and Connor McGovern didn't really have a bad game. Matt Paradise, I, th- I believe out of everybody, had probably the worst game as an offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos this past Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. So that's what we're going to take a look at. And, and you know, hopefully uh, the injury in the practice report updates tomorrow. We'll, we'll have you covered on the latest news and updates regarding who's practicing and who's not practicing anymore. But uh, that's how it's going. You know, injuries happen in the National Football League. This is the time of year. And you, to be honest with you, nobody in the NFL is ever really truly 100%. So coming up next we're going to glance ahead to the interview that Dave Logan and John Elway had on Orange and Blue 760 yesterday. Very interesting comments. Probably the first time John Elway's really spoken in public about what is going on and what he plans to do on it. But before that, I want to take the time to talk to you guys about how you or your company can become a potential sponsor of Locked On Broncos and the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, If you or your company are interested in reaching a target audience of men between the ages of 18 and 44, well, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Now, Locked On Broncos is listened to by 98% of men, and 80% of those men are between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want to promote your service or your product on Locked On Broncos that will reach men in the age bracket of 18 to 44, well, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are reasonable and very reliable, and the whole process is very easy. So email me if you're interested at denverbroncoslockedon at gmail.com to find out more. Once again, that is Denver. Denver Broncos locked on at gmail.com. Before we get to the interview that John Elway had with Dave Logan yesterday on Orange or Blue 760 talking about this season, I want to take the time to tell you guys right now about what we have going on over here at the Locked On Podcast Network on Draft Wednesday with Draft. Now, Draft is a fantasy sports biggest fan. Now, if you're a fan of fantasy sports, you're going to love Draft. Now, let me tell you about Draft. Now, Draft is a competitive, money-based fantasy football league. Now, it's a day-to-day thing. It could be a daily thing with basketball. It could be a weekly thing with football. All the contests that you have, and it's a snake draft. It's no longer a... PPR or you know this point system that's kind of uneven that you get with ESPN, Draft Duel, Fan Kings, and, and there is no insider trading. You get to play in very competitive lobbies. Now, playing over at Draft, it's a lot easier to win money. You have about an 80% chance of winning money in Draft than you do in FanDuel or DraftKings because it's easy. It's three-man lobbies, five-man lobbies, up to 10-man lobbies, and it's very competitive, and it's a snake draft. Like I said, you get to select a 
quarterback, two running backs, and either two wide receiver or tight end type players and they get to compete and you get to compete for money and you get to win big and have fun and you can join Locked On Broncos for a live draft over at Draft Wednesday here by going to Locked On Broncos on Twitter and clicking the link. Now when you go and you sign up over at Draft, download the app in your iTunes or Apple Android stores and download Draft. Now when you do that and you sign up, be sure to use promo code LONFL for a free $3 voucher for a future contest that you can use to win even more money over at Draft here on Draft Wednesday. Lockdown Broncos, join the Lockdown Broncos Draft and be sure to enter promo code LONFL and start winning and play big today over there. I'll tweet the link out in just a few moments over at the Lockdown Broncos Twitter handle at Lockdown Broncos. So that is Draft Wednesday and obviously thank you very much Draft for bringing us Lockdown Broncos here today on today's show. So without further ado, let's jump ahead to our interview with John Elway and Dave Logan, Orange and Blue 760. A couple more questions with the uh, president of football operations, GM of the Broncos, John Elway. Um, this is, as you said, this has obviously been a tough road. I think, I think, and I said this earlier before you came on, I think whether it's right or wrong, whether it's fair or not, a lot of fans look to you as the guy that uh, either they hope you can get this fixed or they absolutely expect you to get this fixed. Um, as you stand here today, have you already made up your mind? Have you gone through the process and have you come to the conclusion that you will not make any changes on that coaching staff until at, at the very least, if at all, after the season is concluded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to finish the season out. We're going to, you know, I, I never see the process there. So we're going to finish the season out. And, and uh, you know, obviously we know – um, the expectations of the Denver Broncos, and this has been a tough year. It's not what uh, the Broncos are about. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I'm embarrassed about it, and the fact that uh, this has happened, and you know, we'll do my part to uh, hopefully get this thing turned around next year. And, and the expectations of uh, our Bronco fans should be uh, for us to get this turned around. So that that is fair, and I'm gonna say that is fair. And so, uh, but you know what? We, before we get that done, we're gonna finish this. Take pride in what we do, and finish this this season as, as strong as we possibly. We can. Yep. Last thing for you, aside from the obvious, which is, hey, I, I really like to win a game. I mean, other than that, what, what do you hope to see? What, what do you expect to see in the midst of an eight-game losing streak? What do you expect to see from your team and, and from your staff in the last four weeks? Well, uh, you know, I'd like to get us competitive. You know, I think that uh, with, with the way that we turn the ball over and we've been out of football games that, uh, you know, for us to, I mean, I guess that's the most disappointing thing is losing obviously is, is, is the one thing, but I think the way that we've lost has been the most frustrating thing. So I think the expectations again for us, whether we win or lose is the fact that they began to get out there, compete and, you know, and continue to or get better about how we respond to mistakes that we make and stay competitive for 60 minutes. And so, you know, for us to, to lose eight in a row, but also I think we've lost six of those eight by more than 10 points. Um, that is, you know, that's not competitive football. And, and, and we've got enough, we've got enough good football players on this league that that should, on this team that that should not be happening. Good enough. All right, man. Thanks for the time. I'll talk to you this week. You got it, Dave. So, wow, you know, we heard it. We heard it from John Elway himself. You know, the way that we've lost the last couple of weeks, the six of the eight weeks, we've lost by more than 10 points, and that's not competitive football. John Elway has a very, very valid point. And I felt like that was one of the most honest and heartfelt uh, interviews I've heard from John Elway this season. Now, John Elway 
evidently, as a general manager of the Denver Broncos, has to kind of keep a cool hand. He can't reveal his hand early on. But I think the thing that stood out the most to me, and I want to hear your feedback on, so tweet me at Lockdown Broncos at Cody Rourke NFL. Your thoughts regarding what he said about, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play it out to the end of the season. Obviously, we're gonna make some evaluations at this point. You know, things are gonna change. We're gonna turn this thing around. He hopes to have this thing turned around by next season. And that tells me that John Elway takes winning seriously. And you can tell it. His mantra is kicking and screaming. Now, every single morning, I have the opportunity to listen to the Vic Lombardi show. I go over and I listen to my man Vic Lombardi, James Merrillat, and Will Peterson over there. They do a great job of keeping me informed on my way to work. And while I'm sitting at work, they do a great job. I love listening to them. You should, too. Uh, They were doing their piping hot takes today. And it kind of coincided along with a lot of the things that we said. One of those things being... John Elway has done so much for this Denver Broncos team since he's become the general manager, since he's taken over the Denver Broncos. He's done phenomenal. Now, people question his draft history. I've talked about it. Absolutely. Okay, we get it. You're frustrated about that. But look what he's done through free agency. He's brought in TJ Ward, Demarcus Ware, Peyton Frickin' Manning, Akeem Tlaib. And those are just a few guys to name, guys that have been impact players for the Denver Broncos. He's brought in and they've made this team instantly better. No joke. Since they sent those acquisitions were game changing acquisitions that made the Denver Broncos a lot better and a lot more competitive. So, you know, all the fans out there, all the people out there are saying John Elway needs to get fired. John Elway has an ego. You're you lost your marbles, man. Chill out, man. Chill out. Have a cup of coffee. Relax. Because to be honest with you, that is not how it's going down. John Elway, if anything, is very business minded. Now, a lot of people are ignorant to the fact where they say, well, John Elway has had a bad history of drafting. Oh, he drafted Paxton Lynch. Now, Paxton Lynch appears to be a bust. Well, so you know what? The answer is fire John Elway. I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable with anybody else out there in the NFL. I will take John Elway as the general manager of my team 10 times out out of 10 compared to anybody else out there in the National Football League. John Elway has an advantage. He's played the game of football. Okay. A lot of people forgot about that. I think a lot of people have forgot about that because John Elway is a guy who gets it. He's been a player. He's been through the whole political scheme of how things operate in the National Football League before. He's no stranger to that. John Elway's expectation is to win. Kick and scream. That's what he wants. And obviously the six of the last eight games, there has been no kicking and screaming. And that's the thing that is eventually going to undo a lot of people in the organization for the Denver Broncos. There will be changes made. Mark my words. Not maybe during this season, maybe not in season, but as soon as the last day, the final, uh, the clock hits zero for the last time of this season for the Denver Broncos, week 17 against the Kansas City Chiefs, moves are going to be made. Mark my words. John Elway is coming back with a vengeance, and James Merrillat had the greatest hot take today where he said, I like a pissed-off John Elway. A pissed-off John Elway is a good John Elway, and that's what the Denver Broncos are going to get this offseason. Mark my words here, Locked On Broncos. John Elway and Judgment Day is coming, baby, and it's coming quick. A few more weeks. And hopefully the Denver Broncos can remain competitive. But at the same time, hopefully you can get a good enough draft pick where you can get a uh, draft a quarterback. In my opinion, you draft a quarterback, it's a quarterback or bust draft for the Denver Broncos in the top five, which they're going to be. So obviously... 
Tweet me your thoughts on the John Elway interview. What did you think about it? I thought the words were very revealing, and I liked it. I thought it was much needed given this time of what's been going on and, and a lot of radio silence. These were the words we needed to hear from John Elway. So I'm excited about that. So once again, I'd like to thank all avid Denver Broncos fans who listen to the show, Locked On Broncos, every single day. You guys make the show. Okay, tomorrow we're going to preview, you know, break it down uh, position by position, offense and defense for the New York Jets against the Denver Broncos and analyze some key matchups on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Broncos. So thank you for once again tuning in to tonight's show. Remember, tonight's show is brought to you by Draft. Head on over to Locked On Broncos Twitter handle right now and see the link and jump in my draft. Okay, there's about four spots left and then we're filled. And then we we begin on Sunday. We start drafting as soon as the league is filled. And then we're going to have fun over there at Draft. Also, use promo code LONFL. Tonight's show brought to you by Draft Wednesday over here at Locked On Broncos. Once again, follow me on Twitter. This is your host, Cody Rourke, saying good night and go Broncos.